0: Welcome to the Badminton Europe podcast, my name is Rasmus Beck and today with me, maybe comeback player of the year 2021, Luca Rava from Austria, welcome to you. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, Luka. Look, um, looking at 2020, uh, we were all influenced a lot by COVID-19, but uh, you specifically also had other struggles. Uh, you had a back surgery in uh, early August. Shoulder. Sorry. Shoulder, sorry. yeah. yeah. Uh, and we are in end of April, beginning of May now. Just before we entered the studio today, you told me that I am not fully recovered yet. Um, please try to enlighten us a bit on, on, on the process. What was wrong? What have you undergone? Um,
1: basically, I had some sort of shoulder pain since many years, like on and off. And... But yeah, I could play almost all matches before, like, without restrictions, so, like, if game day was, like, all the physio stuff and so helped me to just being able to play normally. But then I had more and more weeks where I, like, just had to rest full week, couldn't hit overhead. Um, yeah, but Olympic qualification was really, really good, really going well, and I could, like... Smash with one hundred percent and no pain in the matches, and then the lockdown came, and yeah, that's a little bit weird, but in the lockdown, without doing anything, it got really bad, and at some point, like I couldn't hit at all anymore, so then we had some tests, and it was clear, yeah, I have to undergo like quite a bit quite a big surgery yeah.
0: when you do like this, today does it hurt? No, 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 did it hurt before.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Like it took many months to being able to lift the arm overhead again. But it's a normal process after this uh, surgery and it just takes time. So for me it's just a question of when I am back 100%, not if.
0: Okay, so you expect to come back to your 100% again? Soon, soon. very,
1: soon. very yeah.
0: soon. Luca, you are turning 31 this year. Uh, one thing is lockdown, one thing is a serious injury Uh, many players, athletes might have started thinking, okay maybe I can also just call it a day why did you get back on the horse again saying, okay I want to go 100% play again, continue and not just saying, okay I want to do something else with my life
1: Mm, I love playing badminton I think it's a great lifestyle and Right now I don't see a reason why I would quit so I'm really motivated to go on.
0: Mm. What is that motivates you the most?
1: Uh, Well, for most of my career like my major goal was to qualify for the Olympics. Um, But other than that I just like to push myself in daily training
0: and yeah. Mm. And qualifying for Olympics? They were, of course, postponed a year because of of COVID-19. How do you look at the qualification time now? Uh, It's been strange build up to to, to the Olympics.
1: Yeah, it was really strange. I think, like, that's the only reason, uh, like, personally, that I could say I was lucky that something completely crazy like COVID happened in terms of that I have time to recover. Um, So I think that actually helped a lot. And, yeah, I was in a really good place uh, qualification-wise before uh, the pandemic. And, yeah, that, of course, also helps a lot now because there is no pressure. And, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to hopefully finishing the qualification successfully and then being really on 100% again in summer.
0: But you are you are certain that you will be going to, to Tokyo for, for the Olympics also with the support of the NOC and, and everything?
1: Well, theoretically, I think it's still possible that I don't qualify, but it looks pretty good and NOC is also fine. Yeah.
0: How does it feel knowing that, OK, you need to undergo the surgery in, in August, we are now uh, Eight months later, um, when this is published, maybe I leave a little bit more, actually, knowing that, okay, the pressure is not that much on me on qualifying, actually. I'm, I'm pretty safe. Mm-hmm. How does that feel, knowing that the minute you step on court, you don't have to perform 110% because you can?
1: It doesn't really influence me, because it doesn't matter who I play or what tournament I always want to win. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so out of that perspective, it doesn't have any influence on me. Maybe I'm just a little bit more um, relaxed, yeah, which helps.
0: Luca, you have been number one in Austria for for quite some time. Uh, that, that's fair to say. Um, how has it been for you in the last couple of years now? If you look, if you look away from COVID-19 and, and lockdown, to to always be that one that everybody's looking at in terms of okay he's our number one men's singles, he's the one uh, playing international series, uh, challenges, super 100, 300, maybe even uh, h- higher than that. How is it to be that one that everybody's looking at?
1: Basically, badminton is not the biggest sport in Austria, so like there's no big deal about it. Um, and I think that we have a strong training group. Um, I hope that uh, Players um, behind me in men's singles will have their breakthrough soon. Um, I think they have the potential. Like I can feel it in training since many years. So yeah, I just hope that they will also step up and climb the ranking.
0: I was lucky to go to uh, to Austria in uh, December 2020 for the mixed team qualification. Fortunately, we're not part of that due to surgery, of course. But I also saw uh, some young players coming up. I saw some of the like, mid-20 players uh, actually also performing to, to a higher level than we have actually seen for, for quite some time. Mm. What has happened in Austria?
1: We have a really good uh, national training center. Um, I think uh, the environment is as it should be. There are always some things which can be better, but I think it's really good. So, yeah, we just need to develop the base of badminton better in Austria so that more players actually have a higher level once they come out of juniors. Um, Because I I guess that's the biggest struggle for Austria. Um, Players come and they didn't enjoy proper training when they were younger. so. There are really good projects with schools and high-performance training already younger. So I hope that in the future we will have more players with um, perspective on
0: a very high level. How far can they go, do you think, uh, yourself included in terms of competing against the the top European countries?
1: Um, I think that we... We can compete with almost everyone except maybe a handful of players in Europe which are like really in the top of the world Um, but I honestly think that on a good day um, not only me but also one or two other players of Austria can beat um, the rest of Europe Mm -hmm. in men's singles. Mm -hmm. What
0: about the other categories?
1: over the last decade, our federation put more uh, focus on the singles category and we really had good training groups, but uh, they were rethinking that a little bit and now we try to have a group in every category. But of course, for double players, it's sometimes difficult to, to develop because they don't have so many sparring players and yeah if there's just one women's double for example how can they feel or get to know the game of women's doubles if they just play against yeah younger guys guys or other guys Uh, so it's a little bit tricky but I also think that the double group we have now are developing Mm -hmm. and yeah I also hope that they will keep doing that and win something
0: Look, following you on on social media, I also saw, uh, and you also actually also wrote to me uh, in twenty twenty regarding uh, charity work. Yeah. Um, can you please tell us a bit about uh, why charity work, as far as you see it, I think with Solibet, uh, was solid, uh, was is and was important for for you to be to be engaged in?
1: I think that we are really um, lucky to be just born in Europe and um, basically we're all rich without knowing it so I think that um, it should be normal for everyone to try to give a little bit back and to know that like uh, millions of people just don't have anything so with just a little bit of of help you can change things so this idea um, is close to my heart so I really want to help a little bit there.
0: How is the reaction?
1: Um, good. Um, I think I could also inspire some other people. And yeah, Solibad is doing a great job, Raphael, especially. Like,
0: um, yeah, great work. Mm, very committed. Yeah. yeah. When you see uh, that, that uh, you also travel not only in Europe. Uh, when you see other places and, and you say, okay, we're lucky to be born in Europe, um, what makes you thinking that that you, as a tiny person in the bigger picture, can actually do a difference?
1: Um, because if all people would think like that, everything would change, right? So, that's why, yeah.
0: Luke, you're turning uh, 31 this year, as I said. Uh, of course uh, you, you you also said I want to be on my 100%, uh, then I would be a bit surprised if you retire in two months from now. Uh, what, what are the major plans? Um, like first of all, my major
1: focus is Tokyo, let's hope it will really take place, mm. no one knows nowadays, nah, but sure. I think it's looking good. Um, and my goal was, since a long time, that I don't only qualify for Olympics, but I, that I also managed to uh, win a game there. So that's still my goal. And I think if the draw is a little bit kind to me, and I'm back to how I played um, before the surgery, that I'm capable of doing that. After that, um, I will take some time to reevaluate, rethink, um, and see what goals do i have and then i will start approaching them
0: the next circle of uh olympic circle will be only three years yeah uh, that might also be encouraging knowing that paris is not that far away anymore
1: exactly so if it uh goes well um why not if the body is is okay and now i had a lot of time to build the rest of my body so i I feel better than, I guess, uh, the last five years, Um, so yeah, we'll see.
0: You said you love playing badminton. Uh, How does it look the day you retire, will you stay within the sport then?
1: It's really hard to say for me. Um, A few years back I would have said 100% no, I will leave and do something completely different.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now I will say let's see. Mm. What comes?
0: What has changed
1: in your mindset? um that I'm just content with um being in the badminton hall and leading this kind of lifestyle i I also think like I met different coaches, and I think coaches can really also do a difference not only on court but just develop the player, uh, making them. Uh, good people, good husbands, good uh, fathers, or, yeah, so I think.
0: And you didn't believe that before, that you can actually have a life outside of court and then actually also being on site on the same time as the coach?
1: I just didn't think so much about it, and I, um, because I am I was also studying law, and I was just thinking in different directions, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Look, uh, I'm very much looking forward to see you, first of all, on 100% on court, uh, but also to see what the future will bring for you. Thank you very much for joining the podcast. Yeah, thank you. And uh, remember that you can always uh, go watch uh, Lucas' matches on badmintoneurope.tv and of course also follow him on social media if you like. And uh, you can also always follow Badminton Europe. Thank you for watching.